This is Anchored in Christ, the sermon podcast that gives you hope in the gospel as an anchor for your soul. Brought to you from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Let's go to God's word together. Picking up on a story that was already told in the Christmas pageant by, um, by, by all the kids. This is, we're now meeting Jesus as, uh, as a little child when Mary and Joseph take him into the temple um, to be dedicated. So this is um, the meeting of Jesus with Anna the prophet. And it's in Luke 2, two short verses, verses 36, 38. So it's Luke 2, 36 through 38. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would continue to work in this service of worship as we hear your word, as I speak your word, um, and as we listen. I pray that you would transform us, that you would meet us in the midst of these challenging times um, and do your renewing work, bringing new life into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let me switch my screen here for a second. Okay. Well, as Americans, we're not uh, we're not too good at waiting. Um, we're 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 a busy culture. We're a busy people that often find ourselves uh, swung between. Uh, working ourselves to the bone, and then uh, crashing at the end of the day. We swing between uh, work and wiping out with great frequency. Um, and I think one of the one of the reasons why we are struggling so much uh, through COVID uh, as a people is this is this struggle with waiting. We're not that great. We're not that great at waiting. And yet here we are in the midst of pandemic having to wait and having to wait for lots of good things for, uh, I know for my daughters, for play dates with friends uh, in their homes, in person. We're waiting for, um, I'm waiting to start back playing pickup basketball again. And then we're waiting for deeper things, uh, reunions with friends who we haven't seen in so long, being able to go and visit people face to face in hospitals. Um, waiting for the vaccine to kind of work its course among us so that we can get back to normal. But all of us were, were waiting, we're waiting. And then, and then Advent season comes in 
And Advent causes, calls us again to wait. But Advent calls us to wait in, in a different way. Advent calls us uh, not just uh, to wait for something distant, out of our control, uh, that, that we can't control. Advent is calling us to wait in a different way. And it's calling us to not just to wait, but to also ask in a deeper way, what are we all really waiting for? What are you waiting for? Uh, what are you hoping for? What are you longing for? And not just what are we waiting for, but Advent causes us to, to think about and, and to work in a different way about how we're waiting, how we're waiting. Um, so as this Advent season comes in, it's calling us to think about how we are waiting, to wait in a different way, to not in this pandemic waiting, where sometimes we wait either maybe um, with this sort of disconnected uh, helplessness of just waiting for things to change that are out of our control. Or maybe we swing the other way and we just fill our lives with busyness so that we can somehow um, hover over the storm that's going on. Advent waiting is different because we're waiting on a God who breaks in to the storm of our lives. God is not waiting for the vaccine to come. In Advent waiting, we're waiting for God who enters into our darkness, who enters into our brokenness. And so in Advent waiting, we're waiting with we're waiting with intentionality as Christians. We're waiting with intentionality and we're waiting with anticipation. With intentionality and with anticipation is how we wait during this Advent season. Um, because Advent is this season of preparing ourselves with intentional habits to receive the love and grace that has already broken into our world and will continue to break into our lives through Jesus. Now, we, we learn a bit about what this kind of Christian and Advent waiting is um, in this, this very short little story of Anna the prophet. And maybe Anna is not a, a familiar character for you in, in, the, in the, the narrative of the nativity, but Anna comes in here in these very short two verses. And Anna, she's been waiting. She's, we meet her here when Jesus is brought into the temple. First, he's presented to Simeon, uh, who Simeon uh, sees in Jesus that this is the, the answer to all of his hopes um, and the solution to all of his fears. This is his consolation, the consolation of all God's people in this child. And then we have Anna, um, these, these short two verses, but we hear that she has been waiting. And not just waiting for a month like we're waiting in Advent, She's been waiting for decades and decades. She became a widow when she was young, um, which meant she was very vulnerable in that society that she was living in. And so for decades and decades, Anna comes into the temple daily and even nightly praying and fasting. She's praying and fasting, praying and fasting that the Messiah would come. And this praying and fasting, it, it's a lot like what Advent has traditionally been um, in the church. Advent season actually hasn't typically been the season of celebration yet. It's typically a season of reflection and preparation. 
of waiting and preparing ourselves, of, of dwelling a bit in the darkness, but focusing on the light that's coming. And then traditionally, Christians have then started celebrating really on Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, and then the 12 days of Christmas as we sing about all the way up to Epiphany, that's the time of celebration. Before that, Advent is the season of waiting and preparing. And so Anna is, she's fasting. She's praying in the temple for decades and decades and decades. And what is she waiting for? She's waiting for this Messiah. And this Messiah, this one that's going to restore all of Israel's fortunes. And this isn't just a good political leader or a good ruler. Somehow the prophets promised that the Messiah would transform all of society. It was this holistic, spiritual, and social reformation of God's people, where disease and death would be no more, where um, oppression and injustice would be eliminated from society. It was this holistic transformation of God's people. That's what Anna was waiting for, and somehow this Messiah was going to bring all of this about. And so Anna has been waiting and waiting and praying and fasting. She's been waiting with intense intentionality, with anticipation. And then Jesus comes. Just this, this baby. But then when Anna meets Jesus, she goes, she, this 80-plus-year-old woman goes around all the temple rejoicing, sharing with everyone that the Savior has come. And we have to remember that the circumstances around hadn't changed much when Jesus came into the temple. Uh, God's people, the Jewish people, were still, they were still under the thumb of the Roman Empire. Uh, God's people were still dispersed in exile all over the world. Not much had changed yet, but everything had changed because Anna knew that the course of the future was changed forever. Because God's Messiah had come in to the midst of the brokenness of her world. And that was cause for rejoicing and celebration. Nothing was going to stay the same again. And that's what Anna knew. And so she rejoiced. Even though there was still brokenness. Even though uh, the world was still full of disease and death and oppression and injustice. Anna was rejoicing because she had been preparing with intentionality and anticipation for this good work that she knew God would do in her life and in the life of her people. It, it, this, the, this reality of new life coming into a broken world, uh, it, it reminds me of just, just this last week, I was... Um, I was doing a very mundane thing. I was taking the trash down to our uh, down to the end of our driveway. And I was just dragging it down to the end of our driveway. And I brushed by some dead leaves. We have these beech trees, these small beech trees that are along the side of our driveway. And I just brushed by them. And I looked down, just kind of surprised there were still so many leaves, dead leaves left on this tree. And as I was looking closely, I noticed these little small buds of new leaves that were already starting to break forth from the twigs of the tree. These leaves, which are going to burst forth in late spring, 
they've already started. And I started to look closer at the tree and I saw hundreds of these little tiny buds of these new leaves. They were pushing out from underneath the dead leaves on the tree. There were way more of these buds of new life than any of the dead leaves that I saw when I first looked at that tree. And that's, that reminds us and that shows us that God breaking into this world in Christmas through Jesus and into our lives, it's happening in the midst of a broken world. Jesus didn't wait till the world was right before he came. He came in the midst of brokenness and he comes into our lives in the midst of our own brokenness and the own broken in the brokenness of our world. And so as we prepare with intentionality and anticipation for this, this, uh, this Christmas season and Advent, how are you waiting? How are you waiting for Jesus to break into your life in a deeper and more real way this Advent season? One, a simple way that we can do this, there is maybe, maybe this year is a, the perfect year to begin new Advent traditions as a family, as a single, wherever you are, to start some new tradition, uh, to, to focus, to prepare yourself with, with anticipation, with intentionality for the coming of Jesus into your life and into our world. There's many simple ways to do this. Maybe, maybe this is the year to start an Advent, an Advent wreath, to just get four candles, the Christ candle in the center, we're two weeks past, that's okay. Just light those first two weeks and start in with a joy candle this week. And if you need some just simple resources of scripture reading, uh, songs, prayers, reach out to me or Sarah or Jordan or Tim. Um, but just maybe each night during the week, light one of those candles, a short prayer, a short scripture. Turn off the lights, uh, focus, see the darkness and focus on that light that's coming into our world in Jesus. I heard this great uh, little tradition from a, a Christian writer, Justin Whitmer Early, and he was he uh, he had this practice that he started that I've kind of tried to pick up myself not too well, and he calls it um, "no phone while waiting." No phone while waiting. If you find yourself waiting at the store, um, waiting for the next Zoom call to start at work, if you find yourself waiting to pick up your kids from practice. Don't pick up your phone. Just wait. Pause. Notice what's what's around you, who's around you. Pay attention to your heart a little bit more. And maybe just share, say a short prayer like, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And then whatever task is coming along, jump into that task, but maybe in a new way. But pause. We need to build in waiting. We need to learn how to wait as Christians. And this waiting, what it does is it builds, um, it builds anticipation for what's coming at Christmas. And that's why even piling the gifts under the tree um, or decorating our house is part of getting ready for Christmas. But maybe this year we can slow down a little bit. A lot of us have sped up. We have too. But maybe we could just slow down a little bit, save some of those best ornaments maybe, or best decorations for Christmas Eve. Talk to your kids. They're great at finding creative ways of kind of building that anticipation toward Christmas. Maybe save that uh, 
your your grandma's favorite your favorite cookie recipe from your grandma and maybe bake it on Christmas Eve to let the smell sort of whet your appetite for Christmas Day. There's all kinds of ways that we can build in both anticipation, but also just intentional reflection as we move in toward Christmas this Advent season. And so as we build in these, uh, these rhythms and these habits of intentional and, and anticipatory waiting for Jesus, it begins to work in our hearts and in our lives. What it does is when Christmas comes and we celebrate uh, with joy and gladness, this preparation and Advent, it opens our hearts to the fullness of the gospel, the fullness of Jesus breaking into this world. If we don't take time to create that space, sometimes the gospel just becomes thin to us. And part of the heart, why, why we wait as Christians, as disciples, it's not just about Advent. This, this theme of waiting on the Lord, waiting for the Lord, it's cause we, we find it throughout scripture, throughout the Bible. Waiting, Christian waiting, it's at the heart of what it means to be a disciple. And why? Why is waiting so important for us? It's important because from the beginning of the Bible to the end is the theme that salvation belongs to our God. Healing, wholeness, the, the restoration we're all longing for, all of that is rooted and comes from God's work in Jesus. Salvation belongs to our God. We wait because we're people of faith. Advent is part of the season of cultivating that posture of faith, that, um, that posture of holy vulnerability before God in God's work in our lives. God doesn't wait for normal. Jesus didn't wait for the world to be normal before he broke in. In fact, Jesus never leaves anything normal. And therefore, Jesus can break in and begin to transform and renew our lives even now, even before the vaccine gets all worked out, even before all these things that we long for uh, change. God is at work even now in Advent, this Advent season, as we begin to wait with intentionality and anticipation, we begin to open our hearts to that renewing work of God that Jesus, that began in Jesus 2,000 years ago in that very broken world that he came into. And that same work is happening even now in our own broken world, in our own brokenness. And so we get to get ready. Like I love the, the, that great C.S. Lewis book about his own conversion from atheism to Christianity. The title was Surprised by Joy surprised by joy. We're getting ready to be surprised by joy. All these characters in the Christmas, the kids' Christmas pageant, Zachariah, Elizabeth, Mary, Anna in our passage, they were waiting for the Messiah, but they were surprised by Jesus. So let's get ready to be surprised by the grace and the joy of Jesus Christ breaking into this broken world and our very broken lives. Let's pray. Gracious God, 
um, work in our lives this Advent season to prepare us to receive the fullness of grace and mercy and joy that is found in knowing, walking with, being with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. If you'd like more information about our historic church, or you'd like to find out more about the gospel of Jesus, please visit our website at oldsouthnbpt.org. The peace of Christ be with you.